Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me for another episode of One Mike Night Podcast, the podcast that brings you stories of artists and people on their personal journeys, helping to guide, answer questions, inspire, and motivate you in the business. My name is Marcos Luis, and I'm very, very happy today. My guest today is an actor, a singer, a dancer. She does voiceover. You may know her best as being one of the leading ladies on Broadway. Please welcome Kimberly Maribel to One Mike Night. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, how you doing, Marcos? <laughs> I'm great. How you like that? Uh, that was excellent. You also, because like you said my name correctly. The, okay. Most people are like, Maribel, Maribel. Uh, I got you. Were you like, Maribel, very strong. I Thank got you. you. I appreciate that? it. <laughs> Listen, I have questions. The first question is, who is Kimberly Marable? Uh, well, uh, she is a Brooklynite. She is um, an empath. She is a lover and a fighter. Mm, mm, She's an artist. Yes. Um, but above all, I think that she is a human being and a storyteller. And um, I believe to the depths of my spirit that that is my purpose is to make human connections and communicate in that way. I love Tell that. stories. I love that. Did you always, were you always an artist growing up? Did you start out, you know, as a child being a, a, an artist, an actress, a singer in the kitchen, you know what I mean? With a hairbrush. I totally, like I totally know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'd have to say, I, I think I've known since the womb that I wanted to be an actress, singer and dancer and was like, you know, when you're little and people are like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was definitely the child who didn't know what the words meant, but was definitely saying, I want to be an actress, singer and dancer. And like you're talking about, you know, running around with the, the spoons and singing into my pretend microphone. Right. And, um, but I also, I was very fortunate to have parents that sort of recognized that, that was a passion of mine. Mm. And so at a very young age, they, they sort of allowed me to experiment with different things, whether it was, you know, doing plays at church or like doing the taking singing lessons or dance classes um, just to, to be immersed in the art, um, but also to be culturally immersed with, brown and black people yes, yes. <laughs> who are who are present in the art as well um so i i'm really thankful for my parents really making a conscious effort to do that absolutely i like that because first of all growing up in new york in brooklyn mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. yeah being surrounded by people of color and and knowing that that's what you want to do and you see like some people doing the arts already and you have those type exactly. of role models to to look at. Did you go to uh, shows, Broadway shows, the Apollo, any of those things growing up? Was uh, it was somewhat, yes. Mm -hmm. So um, I just want to go back for a second because I'm really glad you said that about oh. um, really being taught by people who look like you, who are doing the thing that you aspire to do. Mm -hmm. um, I, there is no... I mean, there are several influences that I have, but I really believe that that was a paramount turning point for me um, to be able to have teachers who were working, yeah. <laughs> but yes. also like had chocolate brown skin and were, yeah. were 
were leading ladies and and showed me that it was possible to to take up space in a space that wasn't necessarily made for us like Ooh. Broadway. Let's go. Um, yeah. Let's go. Um, so, but I'm pretty certain that if I didn't have that reinforcement when I was a child, it would have been a lot harder entering into the field um, fully as myself versus feeling like I needed to ask permission to be myself. Right. Who were some of the inspirations that you looked at? Who were some of these actors and actresses and singers that you looked at that inspired you, that gave you that? I can do that. I want to be that. I want to, you know, who, who are some of those yeah. people? Well, the, the one that I can name off top, um, she's actually still working in the business. <laughs> so it's very interesting to be like at an audition and be like, hey, um, her name is Bahia Hiba. And she is just, if you look her up, she has been in the game for a million years since she was 12 and now she's 14. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she, but she was teaching me and she was teaching me that you can be a full artist and a full human being. You could be sensual without being objectified. You could be beautiful. You could be a queen. You could be anything right. um, and, and be paid a <laughs> living right. wage to do this, so. <laughs> I love this. This, this is kind of jumping what I was going to do, but I, I want to talk about this for a minute because yeah. you, you do Broadway shows. Do you mm -hmm. feel like being cast, say, as the leading lady, does that change the dynamics, being a woman of color? Does that change the dynamics of the show? Does it change the way people look at the show? Does it change the way, you know, you do the show? I as an audience yeah. member, you know what I'm saying? I as an audience Absolutely. member, do I go to the show and say, okay, that's a black couple in love, a black and white mm -hmm. couple in love, or is that, do I, am I looking at the talent? What am I looking at? I, I think you're looking at all of it. And I also think it depends on the show. So, you know, when we're not in COVID times, um, the show that, I've, that I'm in is Hadestown. Mm -hmm. um, and what I think is different about that show is that it is the talent that got us all there, but I truly believe that a conscious effort was made to make sure that everybody was up there. So like Persephone, the goddess of the underworld and the goddess of spring, the queen, is a black woman. Right. And she, she, she's married to Hades, the lord of the underworld, who's a white man. Um, you have the young couple who's in love and it's uh, uh, this woman is Asian and Latina, and she's in, she a, a, another biracial couple. Um, you have the fate. I'm not sure how well versed you are in Greek mythology. You don't really have to be. But the point that I'm making yeah, no, yeah, sure. uh, that to to see Hades Town is you are literally seeing everyone up there um, from every race, every gender, um, every religion, creed and the people up there are there to do the gig. Now the show, the show that I came from previous to that was The Lion King and it is predominantly people of color. Um, and there are, you know, there are uh, certain roles that are played traditionally by white people, uh, but that's just the, the choice that they made. Um, but I, and, Maybe this is not the best example because there's a whole lot of um, makeup that goes into The Lion King. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't necessarily know unless you looked in your playbill. Right. Um, but 
I know that the show was always different when we had a black man playing Scar than it was when a white man was playing Scar. Mm. Um, but it, I think it's just, it may be partially the fact that he was black and that brotherhood between Mufasa and Scar was a little bit more, more, right. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. more whatever that thing is. And it may just be, you know, their performance that made it uh, sparkle differently um, than the, the white individuals who also were great, um, who played the role. So, and to your question specifically though, I, I really think it depends on the show. Like if, if you came to see Wicked or see, she's green, so that's not helpful. <laughs> but if you, saw, if you saw like a traditional show right. that centers white people and you saw, oh, you know what? Frozen is a good example. So the standby for Anna it was black. Mm. That absolutely changes the yes, story. You then does. have yep. two sisters um, with a very visible movie of what these characters, fictional characters, look like. Um, and that's, you can't shy away from it. Right. So what do you do at that point? You you embrace it. <laughs> you right. embrace you embrace the fact that there there's a person of color who is fully embodying the role um, and you you experience those two two and a half hours as you know through their life and through their experience and i think it only adds to it to be honest you know you took but, the words right out of my mouth yeah yeah, yeah i, I yeah. think but that's that's you know that's the beauty one of, of the it, great right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna backtrack because w were you with the original cast of The Lion King? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That show it's, that show's been around for 23 I, years. Right. Okay. <laughs> but there there is an original cast member who's still there. Okay. So people do stay there for a very long time. I was there for five years, which is a long time for me. Actually, for most Broadway right, that people, that's a very long time. But there. I would say the average amount of time that people stay with that show is probably a good 10 years, um, which, you know, is great for doing life things like sure. buying a house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But you, you want to uh, move on. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. I, I had other stories to tell and, you right. know, I, the Lion King is such an iconic, it's an iconic piece of theater. It's an iconic film. I to it's going to live on whether I'm there or not. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I say that because I moved to New York in 96. I'm a man of a certain age. The first show mm -hmm. that I saw on Broadway was The Lion King. I had a friend who was playing Simba at the time. Ah! So I got, yeah, I got tickets to the Adult Lion King. Simba? No, uh, little. The baby Simba. Baby Simba. Okay. So I got tickets yes. to The Lion King and I thought, what an incredible show. There's so many elements mm -hmm. here that represent who we are, you know, you get pieces yes. of Africa, the South African music, the, you know, the color, the color differences of the cast members, mm -hmm. you know, like so many different things that were inspiring to me because I'm an actor as well, but, mm -hmm. you know, to, to just to see that, see that story being told. And I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, also the use of language, which uh, that was, the mo I mean, all of it, all the things you spoke about. Right. Are fantastic but as a cast member 
the language was most impactful to me. There's seven different languages that are spoken and sung in that song that that is such a rarity. You'd be lucky if there's two languages and usually it's maybe Spanish or something. Right. But to be speaking Zulu or Tosa or like all of these things that we don't get in our everyday existence right. in this exactly. country, you know, that's, that's cool. Did you ever think back to Hadestown, did you ever think you'd be playing a Greek character? I know, you know, probably going through school, you study Greek mythology, you study, you know, all the classics. Did you ever think you'd be playing on Broadway? Uh, you know, one of my dream roles has always been Medea. Yes. I knew you were um, gonna say that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> love that. I I you know, I'm just now sort of of an age where that would be appropriate, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, so who knows? It's possible. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no, I hadn't really that hadn't really occurred to me that that was a possibility. Um, so I'm I'm really grateful for the experience that I've had so far with Hadestown for really reminding me that anything that I can do anything it doesn't matter I don't have to be Greek <laughs> or appear Greek you're right you're right because at the end of the day what is mythology but stories there's myths from all over the world Absolutely. and the same myths appear everywhere right the human this is a, about humanity right you are on Broadway do you consider yourself a role model or have you ever thought about it? I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be, but I, I think um, my answer is twofold. So in terms of like my extracurricular Broadway activities, um, me and two other uh, Broadway ladies co-founded an organization called Broadway Serves, which essentially connects theater professionals with um, community surface service. <laughs> community service opportunities um, and uh, I we work with adults and children but I I um, coordinate our kids serve program mm -hmm. um, so I'm very often hearing the parents of the kids being like oh you're such a role model blah 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 but what is so I mean and then that's a wonderful thing it's actually really um, inspiring to me to see how generous and genuine the kids are um, and especially, you know, when they're 10 or 12 working on a show, whether it's Broadway or a TV show, and they're in this adult environment, it's cool to, to be a part of them being a kid and being a, a human being. Right, yeah. Um, but the, other, the flip side of that is it's, it's a little weird and cool, but weird to be a role model to my peers like people that I grew up with who were like, oh, I see what you're doing. It's really cool. You know, yeah. I love that you followed your dreams and, you know, you're you're killing it, as they say, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Um, so that's a little. No, that's a real weird. honest feeling. That's, that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> Do you ever feel pressure? Do you ever feel it is weird? You know, it's weird to, to say. It's weird for somebody to even ask you that and to think about. But that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, I don't feel pressure yet. I don't, I, I'm not a celebrity. So that's good, I guess, in terms of pressure. Um, but yeah, I haven't really thought about that in terms of pressure. 
the pressure of being a good role model. I think the pressure is more of, is this the right thing to do? Like, mm. am I being a, a good human being? Yeah. And am I, am I living in my principle? Where does that come from? Where, where does that ideal come from? Good home training? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I mean, so. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, my parents, I think my parents, I love my parents. They're still in Brooklyn. I still see them. Um, <laughs> they're good people. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they, they just instilled in me that, you know, it is important to work hard. It is important to help others. It is important to be kind. And that's no matter what you do for a living, you know? Yes. That's a universal way of life that I think we all can aspire to. And ultimately, if I'm successful in any and hopefully all three of those things, Mm -hmm. I'm doing all right. Right. And I like that. And that's that's what I was getting at with the role model, because not everyone has that, you know, notion to Mm. to be of service, to give, you know, to be a global person, to be human. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are out for self. And that's what a role model does. And that's why I'm asking you, do you consider yourself one? Because I think you are. Yeah, Um, thanks. (laughs) How have you been doing during this pandemic? Has this spawned anything for you? Opened some creative Um, doors or? Well, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned voiceover in the introduction because I was doing it before, but it's like a whole different. level <laughs> since quarantine i i'm one of those people who's like okay what's what's the hustle now what's, right. what's, what's yep. next <laughs> change with the um, times you got to keep going yeah yeah exactly exactly and you know for most of us who perform for a living all of our side gigs are related to performing um I mean, I, I don't wait tables. I just don't have the patience for it. I, mm-hmm. I think it takes a very special person to deal with all kinds of people like that on the regular. Yeah. Um, so I, I leave that to other people who are, you know, have that temperament. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard to really have a solid schedule of teaching, of doing workshops and master classes and stuff that depends on tourism during a global pandemic. Right. Um, and so pretty much a couple weeks after everything shut down, we made a DIY, a DIY voiceover booth with like PVC pipes, soundproofing blankets, a mm-hmm. good mic, all of the stuff. And have just been working like a whole new world never even knew love that doing doing like promo work for tv for like tv networks and animation for different shows and commercials like i had no idea how much work there is in voiceover but it really just was because i didn't have time i was doing other things Mm -hmm. so um in a sense, I'm, I'm thankful for the shutdown and quarantining and the pandemic and everything for just opening that avenue of, you know, possibilities. 
but also I'd like to be on a stage sometime soon. <laughs> that was, that's my next question. Do you, miss, do you miss being on stage? You miss live theater? I do. I do. I mean, I, I definitely am getting my acting fixed when I do these voiceovers and the voiceover auditions and stuff, but there's something about being able to use your whole body, use your entire instrument, your voice, your feet, your, your fingers, everything. Um, and I, I do miss that. The camaraderie, the community. I mean, I'm just a small part, and we have a small show. There's only 13 people on stage, as far as a musical goes, you know? But there's at least 100 people who make it happen every Absolutely. night. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I miss that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, what do you see for the future of Broadway? I know, you know, they announced that hopefully by September, everybody will be vaccinated and Broadway will be back. You're looking, you're yeah, looking? I'm, I am hopeful that that's the case. Uh, there's a lot that needs to happen between that, between now and then. I mean, right. vaccination for the past year, really, vaccination has been sort of the, the goalpost of like, oh, well, if everybody gets vaccinated and we can come back in the fall, that's fine. But you know, only days ago did we learn that the vaccine, depending on which one, is effective in in terms of like limiting virus transmission. So if that's the case, like, what do we go back to? Is everybody masked? Is the audience masked? How do we do backstage? Because we can't socially distance. Right. Can you make everyone get the vaccine? That's the first question. Are you gonna redo the ventilation system because it was a problem before COVID? Right, with yeah. Mold and all sorts of crazy things. Right. Um, uh, are you gonna do a deep clean? How how long are we gonna have to rehearse? It's been over a year. By then, it'll have been closer to two years than not. So there's Can a lot that needs to happen. Can the show <laughs> sustain this long of a period without you know making some sort of financial? game yeah some shows right. may not make it some shows may not make it i think the shows that definitely we're not going to make it have already said we're not coming back um but i do think that i do think the mayor's announcement the other day about you know the vaccine the site-specific vaccination spots for theater workers and you know the governor expanding eligibility to 30 and under and then all adults by next week mm -hmm. um i think that may be the right kick in the pants to get people sort of collaborating a bit more um and really making a plan to ensure that everybody's safe right yeah. <laughs> and can go back to work um and i think those plans like knowing that that but those plans exist will get people to give their money to put up the show. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. so too. It's definitely been a long road and uh, yeah, we hope to, to get back on stage and, and do all these things again. Yes, here's to that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what do you feel about, we talked a little bit about this before in terms of, do you think that Broadway is doing more colorblind casting? Are we making some headway doing some, you know, appearing in things that we probably wouldn't have appeared in before based on some things that have happened in the last year? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a complicated question. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it has a lot to do with who's calling the shots. 
Um, you have a director like Rachel Chavkin with both of her shows on Broadway, very multicultural cast. And that was very much on purpose. Um, and, you know, she was fortunate to have producers that believed in that vision of truly representing everybody, but also having the best people for the job be in the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and giving everybody access to to do that. Um, and But then you have other gatekeepers, if you will, who prefer to go with what they know. And what they know is white people. Yeah. If we're being real about it, mm -hmm. um, what they know is, is, is that, what they know is their traditional audience, which is middle America white women who are, you know, middle-aged. Um, and that's what they are hoping to appeal to in order to get people to, to buy tickets. Um, I think, I think this pause, this Broadway pause and the civil unrest and sort of racial reckoning, hopefully racial reckoning of last summer is getting people to think. Mm. Um, and I, I think that um, if people have sort of thought about their role in all of this, then hopefully we will see more change um, and more, I'll say color conscious casting, like knowing full well that this is a person of color. Right. Now, how does that affect this story? Can we still tell this story in this way? Mm -hmm. Yes, great. Um, because usually the answer is yes. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's no reason why not to. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, long story short, I think it remains to be seen, but there is, there's definitely a possibility for, for change to come. Right. And I feel like we, like you said, I feel like we are making some headway and, you know, not just in theater, but also in film and TV and mm -hmm. entertainment. You know, you have sure. people, like I said before, who are now at the helm of, you know, of, of these things, these companies and producing, you know, films like we have uh, Robin Roberts from Good Morning America doing Mahalia. We have these mm -hmm. people who are in, you know, positions of power and telling our stories and putting us in positions where we can be seen better and seen in a better light or, mm -hmm. you know, working. So, yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Looking back over your, your, your history, is there something you would have done differently or is there something you would tell young Kimberly, maybe I should do this instead and maybe this will change the path of where I went? Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't have done anything differently. Mm -hmm. I think that that every everything has sort of led up to where I am today, every choice. Um, but I do think I would have told young Kimberly, you're enough. You don't have to be who they want you to be, whatever that means, because you never really know. Right, yeah. Better to just be yourself and, and be okay with that. Um, be the best version of yourself, whatever that is today. Um, and, and celebrate that, you know, celebrate the uniqueness of you, that, that magic 
that magic sauce. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Do you think that's a that's kind of a double double because you know we're in a business where you're an actor and part of it is rejection, and you can't mm -hmm. take it personally. But at the same time, if you're dealing with struggles of maybe I'm different than them and maybe you know is that. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, right. it's it's going to be hard, regardless, just because of it's it's what we do. Right. Um, and I think you know what's made it easier is knowing that, well, they just didn't like this brand of Kimberly. Right. Doesn't mean that Kimberly's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was prepared and like did all the work and all of that, that's on them. Right. That has nothing to do with me. You know, absolutely. Um, and I, I, I just feel like that frame of mind has made it easier because you're right. You're absolutely right. There are so many no's, but I also believe that the things that are meant for me, they always find me. Mm. They don't ever pass me by. Right. And sometimes the thing that I thought I really wanted, it wasn't meant for me, and that's okay. It was right. meant for this other person, and they should have it because it's theirs. I love that. I love that. That's a beautiful note to end on. I want to thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me and sharing some wisdom and congratulations on all your accolades and the shows and being a role model, which you are. Yeah. Thank now, you. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at, baby? Baby, where are you at? That's my mother. She wants to know where we can find you on social media. Oh, hey, oh hey, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mommy. <laughs> um, so you can find me at Miss Kimizzo. Um, yeah, Miss to the Izzo, all that. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> on social media, a, got you. It, yeah. Yes, it's a terrible Jay-Z joke, That's but anyway. All right. I, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. I knew it, yeah, we're, we're right here, we're right here, I got you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, that's 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 it on Insta and um and Twitter, Miss Kimizzo. Well, thank you once again <laughs> for uh, coming on One Mike Night Podcast. Everybody, please make sure you fo follow Miss Kim Izzo. You can find out all her social media handles. Go to her website. Is it uh, KimberlyMaribel.com? Make sure you check her out and follow her on all the social medias to keep up to date with her. She's definitely doing it big. I want to thank everybody for joining me here on One Mike Night Podcast. You can follow us and the show at One Mike Night. One Mike Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. Go to the .com. You can find all the links to our social media there. And you can follow me at Marcos Luis, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. Same thing, go to the .com. Thank you. Please make sure you follow us and share these episodes. Click the bell so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Bye.